everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Bad Take Sports. Luke is here, that's me. I'm joined with a freshly microphone to this guy. Max. Hi, I'm Max. I now have a microphone. Uh, Lane's here. You know, it's your boy, Blair. Bear time. It's Dan. It's almost here. <laughs> Opening day. Almost. Almost. Less less than a week now. It's Thursday. I, uh, when we, when in the, the Ravens subreddit today, I saw a very sexy posed uh, baller in the number seven, or bowler, what, however you're supposed to say to him. I don't know. I was going to be just like sexually laying down with the number seven, and it's seven days to go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, so, you know, we'll kind of start there with the uh, Ravens oh, uh, yeah, subreddit. You know, we have the most impactful injury in the yeah, NFL that just, I can think of. We just can't escape the injury bug. And the best part, it's an ACL tear. Oh. Poe is out for the season. We have no mascot. Please explain who Poe is to the listeners. Uh, he, he, is our, he is our wonderfully dressed uh, uh, Raven friend. Uh, you know, of course, named after Edgar Allan Poe, uh, you know, being from Maryland. Uh, and the, the, the poor man who plays Poe tore his ACL and now I'm thinking in respect, we shouldn't just hire some guy and put him in another suit. Uh, we should just go to, over to the O's, say, hey, can we borrow your mascot? Throw a big jersey on him, still in O's gear, you know, with the hat, and you can see under the jersey the O. Uh, a little the orange peeking through. Yeah, a little orange peeking through, and just call it call it there. That would be fun. <laughs> I like that idea, because yeah. it, it helps build like the team camaraderie idea, kind of, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. And like I was saying, don't, don't like, change the jersey, because he wears an Orioles jersey. Like, let's just put a bigger Ravens jersey on top of the Orioles jersey. Don't take off the hat. Still has the hat on. Hey, pay mm-hmm. him a little more, though, because it's going to be hot in there, though. Oh, don't add layers to a mascot. No, no, no. Me. This is a matter of honor, all right? He is stepping up out of the goodness in his heart. Hey man, as a person who's being forced to do that right now for the government for my actual job, nah. <laughs> no, I ain't about that. Don't pay him a little more, man. It's tough times That's out here. Funny. Inflation is real. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Blair, you had a, uh, a take and I wanted to discuss it. You said that of the Manning brothers, that Eli Manning was a more clutch quarterback than Peyton Manning. Yes. Okay, explain your explain your thoughts behind this, and then we'll discuss. So right, so this this boiled down to me thinking about Eli's Super Bowl victories against Tom, right? And Tom does, Tom has few daddies, and Eli is one of them, right? Uh, along with BDE or BDN, right? Yeah, big big big. And through that logic, you know, because Tom is Peyton's daddy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tom yeah. has a losing uh, right. winning record against Peyton. Peyton's never had the right. upper hand against him. So right. the only reason Peyton ever got Super Bowls is when Tom wasn't in his way. Exactly. Yeah. But does so. that mean that Nick Foles is a more clutch quarterback than Peyton Manning? According to this new uh, uh, measuring uh, device I've come up with, yes. That's... <laughs> For a regular season no. game? No. For playoffs? Eh, maybe. The I, daddy factor. I, I, See, I Peyton Manning is king of regular season. He is top of the mountain. He's the ultimate Matt Stafford. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's the final of all four. <laughs> You're here Matt for bad Stafford. takes, folks. I, I just... 
I'm just disgusted by this hate player. You can <laughs> I I am I am ultimately just disgusted by it. I'm not trying to take anything away from Eli Manning. He won those Super Bowls, he did it, right? But Clutch isn't just beating Tom Brady in the in the in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning is a generational talent, and for a while there, we could argue that maybe he was as much of a quarterback as Tom Brady is. I think that time has passed because uh, Thomas Brady is inevitable. He is a never So just can you remind me how many rings does Peyton Manning have? Yeah, how many rings you got? Hold on, hold on, hold on. He has two. How many rings does Eli Manning have? Two. Mm-hmm. I would argue Eli did more in those Super Bowls to win that those games than Peyton did in okay, no, maybe okay in one of Peyton's Super Bowls. His defense apart, folks. dragged him through. I, like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from Eli and and these playoff runs because he's on the Giants or was on the Giants rather, but. Peyton Manning, I think, is is just more of a player in every regard than Eli ever was. Except for when it mattered. How many rings you got, Choke? Same as Peyton. I, I, I'm making fun of that take because I disagree with Shaq when he says that to, to Charles Blair. No, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, uh, Pey- the the Super Bowl that Peyton got against my Bears, uh, no clutch required in that one. Uh, none, no clutch needed. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I should have just asked the Bears fan just, if uh, Peyton Manning actually uh, did. I don't. I don't know how much. If you need clutch to beat Rex Grossman head to head, then uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Okay. Uh, so we had the uh, is the U.S. Open. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Serena Williams was her like final um, outing, uh, and, like reportedly. She hasn't. She said that she's looking to move on. She didn't say that. Yes, this is for sure. No, it's not for sure. Um, but. Uh, yeah, she she ended up losing in the the second round, and her and Venus lost in the doubles mm-hmm. in the first round. Um, and it's it's crazy like how much respect you get when when another team beats you, they apologize. <laughs> like the team from the Czech Republic beat them, and they said we are so sorry. Um, we're glad we won, but we're so sorry it had to be you that we beat. Um, so I mean. Uh, this isn't the question I was going to ask, but it's another one that just popped up in my head. Like, in, in women's tennis, is there any doubt no. in anyone's mind that no. Serena Williams is the greatest? No. Player? I, no, I is there anybody in another sport who, like, hands down, no one even close? Gretzky? Gretzky. Maybe? No, Gretzky. Like, that's a good one. That's it a is, good one. it is, but I don't think... It's incomparable. The the and it's not even just her solo career. It's her it's her doubles career with her sister. Mm-hmm. They and it's been this way my entire goddamn life since I was since I became cognizant of the world around me. The Williams sisters have been the best. Right. And like, who's even close? Gretzky. Uh, uh, Phelps. Maybe Tiger. 
Mickelson, yeah. But there's a conversation. That's what I'm saying. There's a there's conversation a to be had with Tom Brady. Right. You can, you depending can, on position, depending on era. But with Serena, there it, that I doesn't exist. That it. conversation doesn't exist. Uh, it's it's. I've been I've been kind of holding back because I'm kind of looking to make sure I had my facts straight. Like I've heard. The, the women's tennis game is deeper now, so I do think ultimately, yes, she is the best serving I've seen in my lifetime. And relative to her sport, uh, yeah, I don't think there is any other sport where there is as good of competition that one person still managed to be so much Dominant, better than yeah. for that long. Because for a little bit, Roger Federer was doing that in the men's side, but then Nadal and Djokovic have come along and have been created and a before that, golden age. Yeah, of before that you had Pete Sampras and but, but, but Agassi, Agassi and stuff. But they weren't able to keep it going as long at that same dominance. I mean, they tried. Agassi kind of was still good at age like 37 or whatever. But then I mean, there's Serena. Who's right. just now, the, the one argument that I've heard about this is, you know, you have your Chrissy, Chrissy Evert and Martina Navratilova, who, you know, Chrissy right. Evert won her like 18 or 20 titles in like 10 years. She mm-hmm. was incredibly dominant, but her only real serious rival that could beat her was Martina Navratilova. Like, the whole women's game collectively was not as deep. Because right. the thing is, I can go tell you other great tennis players Serena's beat. Like, she's beat Martina Hingis. She's beat mm-hmm. Kim Kleister. She's beat other, like, actual world number right. ones. Like, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I just feel like like most of the time in any other greatest of all time conversations, there's a conversation. There's a debate. There's this versus that. Yeah. But when it comes to Serena, I just don't like if she's see the Michael, that. If she's the Michael Jordan, who's the LeBron? Right. It's a debate again. Right. Venus? Her sister? Uh, Venus? <laughs> and that's not much of a debate. No. no. It's pretty clear Venus only was able to hold number one until her sister got there. I love Venus. Right. I, you know, right. She's right. cool. She's a great personality. But Yeah. Um, but the other, this kind of leads me to the other question I was going to ask. If you could see someone, someone that you haven't seen, like in person, mm-hmm. right? And if you could see one player come back and play one game, one series, one, you know, playoff run of any sport, who would you pick? Wow, that's a because probably, ooh, that's a solid one. I, 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 I don't love combat sports at all. I don't love boxing. I don't love MMA. Muhammad Ali, when he, like, like when he was Cassius Clay and he beat uh, Liston, that, I, I watched highlights that's just I want to see that life. Tyson would be a good one. Too. Yeah, Tyson. Oh, Tyson prime prime time just juiced out rage. Oh, <laughs> Tyson it's, just eliminating people. Like, but there's uh, there's a certain I agree with your choice. Beauty yeah, to, to Ali that Mike Tyson never had. Mm-hmm. Right. Mike Mike Tyson was great, probably almost as good as Ali, but Ali played a beautiful game. I, honestly like, okay, um, this is me speaking as a huge Muhammad Ali fan. T- I would take Tyson in 12 rounds over Muhammad Ali. Actually, no. Let me back that up. If it goes 12 rounds, it would be Muhammad Ali. But it's not going to. It's yeah. not going 12 rounds. Tyson's going <laughs> to knock him out in the fourth or fifth because right, he right. just hits that much harder. Right. So, yeah, that's that's sort of where oh, I Oh, I'm not saying, saying Ali's better. No, I I'm, just 
would rather watch. Oh movie. yeah. Oh god. Because you could watch a nice long boxing match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and it being like a well played, well thought out Chess like match of a boxing yeah. like methodical, a like, beautiful looking one, and not the bullshit that uh, what's his face does with uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd I just I, I hit him and back up. <laughs> hit him and back up. Hit him and back up. But that—that's my take. That's a million dollars. That—that's that's, that's, that's my take. If there's one play, if there's one sportsman, I guess is the the proper term to use. Athlete. Yeah, athlete. Yeah. I would pick Muhammad Ali just cool. because I don't think we're gonna ever see anyone as fast, as powerful, and as beautiful. Right. Other than Jiu-Jitsu. Who wants to go next? All right. I gotta I gotta stick with my guns here because I say this often enough. Big man ball. Right, fucking Wilt Chamberlain. Oh. I would have loved to watch a man drop a hundred points. What? How do you even? It's no one's one. no one's come close. I, that, you know, and I think for the same reasons that I was just like going on about Ali too. Like you could you could argue Shaq is the more dominant physical, but Wilt Chamberlain also had the touch. Yeah, and that what's funny is to me it harkens back to the Serena debate we just had because it's like then you get into the whole quality of competition debate because it's like I'm not saying will I'm not going to be that guy that said will play against like plumbers and like off duty whatever firemen or whatever but like I don't think the league pool talent to go up against at that position was as deep as what Shaq had to go against. I right. so I mean, I'm not saying Alonzo Mourning is career. Yeah. Like with Kareem and all those other guys. Like No, I know there were some, but I'm just saying, like, okay, he had two or three top guys to compete against, but I'm saying you know, guys arguably. I, gu- I'm saying I'm saying guys like history. I'm saying guys like four through like no, twelve. No, what, who the hell were they? I think a lot of people like JJ Reddick was was talking to this too. Like, yes, the average has gone up, but I would say the top fifteen back then would still be top fifteen, or or at least they would they would be stars, right? Right, still. right. Yeah, yeah. But that that's kind of what I'm getting at is what was the depth and ta- of talent like for your like fiftieth through one hundred and fiftieth best players back then? But that's a, that's a great pick, Blair. I so I was thinking I was thinking that yes. or like maybe you want to go next time? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I've had a lot of time to think about it. By the way, great question, Luke. Great picks mm-hmm. from everybody so far. Uh, I'm a baseball guy, so I want to go back and see the old timey people. No one can remember that we have no footage of at all. I oh. want to see. Oh. I want. I have like to Christy pick, Matthews. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I have to pick two. I have to pick one hitter, one pitcher. I want to see. It was actually between Christy Mathewson and I'm going to go with Walter Johnson instead. Not Ty Cobb. And Ty Cobb's my hitter. Oh, okay. okay. Ty Cobb's my hitter. Okay. Walter, and I'm going to. You know, you're going to have to sit Ty Cobb down, and you're going to have to tell him, <laughs> "Hey, look, dude. Uh, okay, so the world's moved on without you, and you're going to have to play alongside black people, and you're going to have to not say the N word, and we're going to have to remove those sharpened steel spikes from the bottom of your cleats. No chasing. And, no uh, chasing people into the outfield. No, no <laughs> punching the umpires in the face when you don't agree with the call. No holding. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Yeah. Those it is Angel. Umping one of the games. Oh God! Let's purposely <laughs> and that's the that up. Let's purposely <laughs> let that happen, Max. Oh, that no. is oh God. Anyway, yeah, I just want to see how they translate. I just, I, I just, I can't fathom it. When you see kind of little clips of like World War One era footage of these guys with their like insane, weird deliveries, or you don't even understand how they carry velocity. The wool, the wool bag. Not even yeah, just baggy pants. It's wool uniforms. They're wearing. in summer. In the summer. Yeah. By the way, Ty Cobb was a hell of an outfielder. By the way, like gold glove, like 
amazing mm -hmm. outfielder. And I'm pretty sure he, during his era, when he first started, they hardly wore gloves. Yeah. Well, he's if like, I'm the, if I'm thinking the, in, the, in the 1800, I think by Cobb's era, they all did. They weren't great gloves like we had now. Right. But yeah, it, it just, I want to see that. So okay. that's my okay. Um So to kind of keep it going, bouncing from uh, like different sports, this has been fantastic. I'm going to go with football and I'm going to say Bo Jackson. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Bo Ooh. Jackson in his prime was a different animal. Like, again, and it's weird. I believe he had the same hip injury that Tua got. I believe it was the exact same injury, and but now they're just fix it. Back then it was like, well, sorry, bud, your career's done. But like, just Bo Jackson was. He was different. Like, again. And that counts more than one sport, too. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's also baseball. But I'm specifically thinking football for Bo Jackson because Tecmo Bowl. Of course. You, you don't play with someone that picks the Raiders because they're just going to run circles around you with Bo Jackson and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> he was the first, like, human cheat code mm -hmm. was Bo Jackson in real life. <laughs> um, if, and so that would, be, that would be my pick. Like, and if you haven't seen... Old Bo Jackson highlights in football. Please do yourself a favor and go. I'm talking when he was at Auburn and in the NFL. This guy was insane. It is a shame the world did not get to see a full like 20 years of athletic right. prowess from that guy. Right, and it's yeah. like he was like the kind of athlete that um, like myths came from. And what's right? crazy, like like Paul Bunyan. Oh, <laughs> I've actually got a fun one. Is like so baseball, as we know, is his second sport, mm -hmm. right? So the Yankees were coming to scout him, knowing he was really primarily a football guy. Okay, so they put him in the batting cage, get the scout right next to the cage, fire up the pitching machine. He takes one swing, hits the ball so hard that it hits like the support beam of the batting cage collapses the entire thing on top of himself. Wow. The New York Yankee scout just turns heel, walks away after seeing that, and it's like, yep, that's all I needed to see. Let's draft him. <laughs> and, he, and Steinbrenner was actively coming after him, and he's like, in, in high school. Uh -huh. And that's when he was like, uh, no, I'm gonna... Uh, he didn't want to leave uh, Alabama. He didn't want to leave where he was from because he was raised by a single mom, and he didn't want he didn't want to leave. And so, obviously, there's really two schools in the state of Alabama that right. someone could play football. And the coach, the, I think it was an assistant coach of Alabama, came down. He walked in. He saw he's like a white guy sitting with my mom, and he said, you know, hey, you know, Alabama has beat Auburn twelve times in a row, and they're going to continue to beat Auburn. He's like, he's like, they're just, we're not going to lose. And then he said, you know, you can come here, but I can't tell you you're going to play until your sophomore year, maybe your junior year. And then the next day, the head coach of Auburn was there, not an assistant coach, the head coach. And he's like, listen, um, you know, I know you've been approached by Alabama. I know that's, that's a great um, opportunity for you. He's like, but I can guarantee you, I will give you every single opportunity to start as a freshman. And he was like, cool, I'm going. And that was all it took. Said, we're going to let you play. And Bo Jackson, Heisman, you know, <laughs> dominated all the way when he was there. But yeah, sorry. Long ramble. Bo Jackson, that's my choice. Uh, okay, so this is tough. 
Because Lane went first and he took my choice. Because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you could have the same of, choice. I, that was out of left field for me. I don't think anyone expected me to just windmill slam Muhammad Ali. No, <laughs> but and I, I I hate combat sports. I do not find them entertaining. I love Muhammad Ali. Right, and and, and I do kind of, like I, I don't act, actively watch them, but if it's on, I'll watch and be like, oh, interesting, but not really know who's going or anything, but. Uh, my mom was a Muhammad Ali fan. I'm a Muhammad Ali fan, and it's just, yeah, that that's that would definitely be my pick for someone I'd want to watch. That said, if I had to pick someone else, I'm sorry, Larry Bird. Ooh, yeah, that's that would be fun. I, 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 like he's talking courtside Larry Bird, where you can hear him talking shit, or like midway up, where you can just see the skills without the mouth. Courtside. Perfect. I, I, I want to. I, I, what I want is like a revenge match against with Larry Bird and Bill Lambier. <laughs> because I, you know, if it was in the '90s, they'd yeah, be in the WCW well, right. doing some we, kind we, of we crossover promotion. Constantly romanticized about that matchup. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, that'd be great to see. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. If that took place now, the Larry Bird Bill Beer fight would be like the Jake Paul fight or, or something. <laughs> we all know that's what would happen. You know, you know, to that point with your guys Muhammad Ali picks, I'd be more interested to almost see how he handles today's like cultural and social media and where he'd be in the culture wars. You know what I mean? Like he'd, that'd be he'd be a big part of that. You know, he'd that, have right? three rap albums out, uh, <laughs> or at least yeah, writing credits on like, three of them. Part, part of what I love about Muhammad Ali was his skill with a microphone. Yeah. I was like, going to say, if, if he had been in Colin Kaepernick's position, maybe that movement might have gone further. Right. So I, I got to say, what's really funny about you picking Larry Bird, you know who would have, who's my second out of pick? Magic. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I could see that too. I, that, that, that rivalry, that friendship was... Was just amazing. I'd right, because I was thinking, well, technically I watched the tail end of Michael Jordan play right. because my dad was a Utah Jazz fan, so I watched. <laughs> I watched basketball with him, so I can't really say that. Well, I didn't watch him in person. Mm. But my, my best memory of Michael Jordan, by first and really only, was uh, an All Star game, and he had a wide open dunk, and, and he's going it. down, and he just missed it. This is so this bad. is wizard, Michael. This is like the <laughs> yeah. last season See, he played. I'm old enough; I can actually remember his like '93 championship, just yep. barely. And then when he like went to go play baseball, and I remember how interested I was to see how he did with the White Sox. And then when he was doing bad, I was like, "Come back, please!" I mean, he. But honestly, near the end of his baseball stint, he was getting He's better. Getting his better. average, like, okay. if he would have stuck but with it. I think. I think. Deep, I don't. I guess you know. Did he say this in the last dance or not? But I just wonder, just seeing anybody else but him win a chip while he was gone in basketball just probably pissed him off, Loki. And I took that personally. Right, well, right, right, right. Okay, well, this is kind of a good transition that we're speaking about basketball. Dan, go ahead. Ah, yes. So the Utah Jazz have finished their uh, blow up of their once pretty fun regular season juggernaut. <laughs> Can we get a moment of silence for the uh, team formerly known as the Utah Jazz? Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just have to say what's really funny is I worked at a comic book store for about a year and a half, and there was one person who came in every single day looking for Donovan Mitchell rookie cards, and he would pick them up. How how, how funny is that now? It's just like, ah, those are all now weird. He's a 
cavalier now. Hey, better than a Nick. At least we didn't send him to, you know, at least we didn't bail out the big market team just because that's what they wanted because they think they're entitled for something to come save them. Anyway, um, I, I, <laughs> I have two of his shoes. Yeah, I mean, this is why I don't buy jerseys, by the way. Like, I'll buy a jazz hat. That's why I don't wear another man's name on my back. Because you just, it's just, it's a mercenary week. Anyway, the trade itself is Donovan Mitchell, just himself, straight up to the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for three unprotected first-round picks in 2025, 7, and 9, two pick swaps in 2026 and 28, which I'm... The 25 and 26 picks I expect will not be good for the Jazz yet. I don't think we'll get a chance to use that pick swap in 26. Um, and then the players that actually come back to the Jazz in this deal are uh, O'Shea Baji, who's the rookie, uh, I guess he's technically considered a lottery pick, although he wasn't top 10. He's a shooting guard from the Kansas Jayhawks. He's athletic. He's a little longer than Donovan, bigger six, and taller. Six, five, yeah, he's bigger than Donovan Mitchell. Utah is just tired of anybody under six foot three. It's just, that's obvious. <laughs> they are not about having anyone under that Big size. Big man ball! Well, they're just, I mean, it's just, well, because the, the, the small uh, backcourt of Mitchell and Conley and its inability to corral anybody on the perimeter is <coughs> effectively what did this in, did their whole team in, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, for years, and their front office couldn't fix it because their their best attempt at that was Rudy Gay because they're so they have no money left. So, quick question. Um, well, la last piece before we get to that is okay. So it's O'Shea Baji, shooting guard from Kansas. He can shoot pretty well. Can't really get his own shot. At least that's what scouts say at the NBA level. Uh, okay, so we also get Colin Sexton on a four-year, seventy-two million dollar sign and trade as kind of your main piece of that. He's a tank mm -hmm. commander. He's an ISO ball inefficient right. scorer that isn't good at shooting despite doing it so much. So whatever. He's young. He could get better. He'll average over twenty something a game, but. He's going to shoot like 8 for 20 every night. It's going to be frustrating. Um, so then the third player they got back is Laurie Markkinen, who as a Bulls fan, I can tell you, is super poor man's Chris Stops Porzingis. He's not really an impact defender. He's, like, he's, he's a streaky like, shooter, but when he's on with his three-pointer, he's yeah, good. When someone, he's not, he's worthless. Someone likened them to Okur. Yeah, no, he's... A, like, he's yeah. Or, or as the fun joke I thought of the other day is, he's a uh, fancy, hopefully not racist, Myers Leonard. <laughs> so, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, I used to be really excited about him as a bull, because I am kind of a weird Bulls jazz fan. I know that doesn't make sense. That's one hell of a combination. I, I moved here, there's nothing else to watch on TV, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> right. Um, but so that's the trade. Uh, as I said, I mean, Agbaji, you don't know what he is. I know he could shoot, but that's what they said about Jared Butler, too. And he was shooting like three for 20 in the summer league, and he's probably going to get traded. So, all of that being said, yeah, who um, do you guys think is going to have more success on their new team, Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert? Go Bear. boy. That's really close. Both teams are equal. They're good. They're both 50-win squads now. Because the thing is, the thing that makes the Cavaliers really good and why they're going to be better than the Jazz ever could be is Evan Mobley. He is your roving, secondary, switchable, do-all-everything defender that can help out your Gobert analog in Jarrett Allen, who is 90% of Gobert for like 50% of the price. And that's why the Cavaliers I, are just a way I better designed team. I want to back up Blair's question. Are we saying that 
team success or yeah. the individual team success? Team success? Team um, success? Well, yeah, that was we'll, how we'll I go, go with team success. So I, 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 I interpret that as individual success. That's yeah. why when those fun go bears, I think he's going to be immediately... Like, you just plug it, here you go, go he's going to run guy. He's going to do the same thing that yeah, right. here. And I do think he's also going to start bitching about not getting enough touches, because that's just right. what he does. But you think Ant-Man and Cat are going to be giving you the ball, Rudy? No, you're, you're supposed to be the tall guy protecting your Yeah, that's your job. So, so, to your point, I'm looking at the uh, Jazz roster. They will have two people under 6'3 on the team, and, and it's Mike Connolly and Sexton. And Con and Conley, from what we keep hearing, it's been they're trying to get rid of him. Yeah, to, well, they have so many guards. The thing that gets roster. yeah, the thing that gets me is the because um, we haven't been other, outside of Gobert, we haven't really been a, a big team no. like height wise. But now, just in the the four and five position, we've got uh, the Jazz have Azabuki at seven feet. Cockburn. We've got Laurie Markkinen at oh. seven feet. They we've got. Um, Walker Kessler, the I guy that we got in the the trade you know, for I Gobert, who's seven two. I actually think he's gonna be all right. I don't know how he's gonna be as a rookie, but you know, Gobert wasn't shit when he got in the league no, either. No. And Kessler is literally the highest block rate of all right. time in NCAA history. Right. And like he's a giant ginger. And, and, you, and when you watch <laughs> the footage, like his timing and like how he gets hands on balls is like really good. Mm -hmm. Like, but yeah, he's got the same problem. Lateral quickness is a thing, so small ball teams will play him off the floor. Right. Ah. You, know what, you know what's funny? The Jazz, over the last five years, I've noticed since they live here, they basically just try to emulate whatever beats them. Right? So they got taken out by the Rockets. So what did they try to do? They tried to try to play Rocket Ball. We're just going to run up the floor and jack threes in transition. Except we don't have a James Harden, but Donovan Mitchell will be close. And then they get beat by the Clippers. So now we're trying to play Clipper five out small ball and create a, uh, a roster of like switchable clones like the Clippers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know who's going to be on their actual roster to start. It's like right. they've got just we'll all the shooting guards. It's we'll like Malik Beasley, Jordan Clarkson. That's the same player. You could trade one of them. Twos and threes. I'd actually rather keep Beasley than Clarkson. Right. Because Clarkson is just like a horrible three point shooter, but shoots shoots so many of them that it leads yeah. to like. 12 transition points a game. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it ends up. I don't know, man. There's more trades to come. They are yeah. going to trade Bogdanovich. He's an expiring. Teams want big six foot nine dudes. Right, last teams. I heard, Phoenix was interested. Yeah, in LA is interested. Which, I mean, good fit for him. I guess, I guess, to me, the other thing as a Jazz fan is like, I don't know that everybody is on about, oh, we love, and Danny Ainge, we trust, blah, blah, blah. Well, then why did the Celtics send him packing? <laughs> Like what you know, if he's so great. Well, it's just that's. I feel like that's just how sports world work. Is that you reap the benefits of your predecessor, and then also yeah. don't deal with any of the things they did wrong. Right. So like you just keep bringing people I, I, in, and I, it's, it's like just, you know they the people will run their course, cause, cause and then they'll go to a different team and perform better, like uh, Belichick. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a great example. Right. Yeah, I mean, it just because too, like the first thing I said when I walked in before the pod was, is just like. Everybody gives Danny all the flowers for the Boston Celtics rebuild. And I guess that's fair, but let's talk about the truth in that he's really lucky, A, the Nets are that stupid to make that trade all those years ago. B, even more lucky that the picks ended up being as juicy as they were, that he had a Jason Tatum fall into his lap. That's the thing. Like, the Jazz were working with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Those guys were picked 13th and 27th, respectively. They were never supposed to. It was a miracle that they got as good as they got. So if you can't guarantee a lottery picks to get your franchise changer, 
how are you so sure that a full rebuild was the best idea? And again, if we're in Utah, no one wants to come here in free agency. Uh, anybody with dark colored skin thinks that this place is just racist and horrible and whatever. And So what I mean, good is the are. rebuild? I mean, yeah. What good is the rebuild if no one's going to come anyway? You're just going to be one piece away well, every time. Well, you just have to keep drafting. That's the then, thing. then you're That's the Sacramento sports. Kings where you That's get out and Fox and then he's the only good one and then he's off your timeline. I mean, it, can always, it can always go the way of San Antonio. The, the, the problem was is if, we, if, if also, the Jazz stuck with the core of Rudy and uh, Donovan and they didn't do it again, there you they would be clowned for the for the exact same. Oh reasons. no, you're right. I, I just I'm just so tired of this narrative that Utah's this horrible place because it's like even if people you do get the race no, no, Russell Westbrook it's, it's fan boring. Utah's fucking and boring. And Cleveland's boring, Boston Boston's racist, cold, whatever, boring, other than the college town areas that I've been to. Philadelphia, other than like a twenty square block radius where the colleges are, is a shithole. Detroit's a shithole. Chicago's not fun unless you park. Like they're all big. Dan out here making I've been to all of them. I've been to them all. What's so fun? What's so fun about what's so fun about Charlotte? Just as good as Boston. It's just as good as Charlotte. It's just as good as New Orleans. Is it though? Yes. I like having scenery. I like having weather that's a little better than Boston and New York and Chicago. And I don't know. I just, I guess, is that really how these NBA players spend all their time? Is just clubbing and going after OnlyFans models? <laughs> is that really deep down what uh, it is? I mean, hold on, hold on. You forgot one key category. We have good weed here. Porn stars. <laughs> okay. Definitely and a lot of porn stars are from this area. There's a lot of hot girls here because we actually have, you know, can, people that go outside. Like, can you like hook me up with that? Or, like, well, no, okay. okay. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying. Sorry, okay, sorry, okay. sorry. If you get so, millions of dollars and make an all-star team, I'm sure you yeah. All right. So <laughs> what we'll do um, is I'm going to uh, do some uh, recap of some college football. We had week one, uh, and then oh. we are going... Uh, to start our uh, college football one, one more day, let me know. Are we ready? Yeah, that's what I'm going to start now. Ah, uh, before we start, uh, my favorite player currently in college football, his name is uh, John Coxland. He is the right tackle for Michigan State. He is a freshman and, oh, is also number 69. Nice. That is, that is a this is a player is I, our podcast I will be mascot? watching your career with great interest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so going through some of the top 25s, we had uh, Central Michigan um, lose to Oklahoma State, number 12 Oklahoma State, 58-44. Uh, we had Pitt in West Virginia. Pitt uh, wins 38-31. to They are number 17. I think that's what that says up there. That was a <laughs> close game. It was back and forth. That was, a, that was like one of the week zero games, I guess. It was fun to watch. And then we had VMI, good old Virginia Military Institute, uh, losing to Wake Forest, 44-10, uh, to 10, number 22 Wake Forest. Uh, we had Western Michigan versus Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State taking that one 35-13. Uh, we had the Utah State Aggies with a big goose egg versus number one Alabama, which, you know, no one expected any different. Uh, we had number five Notre Dame uh, versus number two Ohio State. Ohio State winning that one 21 to 10. Uh, we had number 11 Oregon and number three Georgia. Georgia taking that one 49 to three. That really wasn't much of a game. Uh, we had number six Texas A&M uh, beating Sam Houston 31 to zero. Uh, we had Colorado State losing to number eight Michigan 51 to seven. This is 
week one of college football, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we had Oklahoma uh, beat UTEP, uh, I believe that's 45 to 13. Uh, we had number 10 Baylor beat Albany 69 to 10. Nice. Uh, we had number, uh, what does that say by NC State? Number 13 NC State uh, versus Eastern Carolina 21 to 20. Wow. This game, I watched this whole thing. NC State, three touchdowns in the first half, zero in the second half. Eastern Carolina, it was at their home, came back, getting turnovers, getting touchdowns. The place was rocking. Minute 40 left. Score a touchdown. Kicker comes out to hit the extra point. Misses. Oh. NC State comes out. They force a turnover. Drive down. Convert on a fourth and 14. Put them in field goal range to win the game. Uh, and the oh kicker no. misses. Oh. And they they had to say they had to say I really hope the people uh, in Eastern Carolina realize that this is a kid because the fans were furious oh. and this I kid was just walking away and you got to think, he's a 19 20 year old kid so uh, that was heartbreaking there was another one that I didn't put up there that I watched apparently Carolina was where to fucking be in college football this weekend because we had North Carolina, whose defense is optional, playing Appalachian State. Final score, overtime, 63-61. to 61. I saw that. Combined 62 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. And Appalachian State screwed up on two two-point conversions that would have won the game. And then they give up like 660 yards it of offense. It was ridiculous. So everyone said that, you know, yeah. Mac Brown from Texas is going to, you know, get that North Carolina defense. But no, 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 no. Defense is optional in North Carolina. All right. Uh, then we had number 14 USC beat Rice 66 to 14. Uh, we had Miami, number 16 Miami beating Bethel Cookham, I believe that's, or Cook, that one, uh, 70 to 13. Wisconsin beat, uh, I believe that was Iowa State. In Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Wisconsin won 38-0. to zero. <laughs> The number 23 Cincinnati Bearcats uh, and Arkansas is number 19. Uh, this game was Arkansas takes that one 31-24. I watched that one. It was a pretty good game. And, yeah, I mean, I vaguely like Arkansas because I've just had to spend some time in Little Rock, have mm -hmm. family there. They like their football almost as much right. as Texas does. Uh, but what else do they got? Yeah, they don't really, <laughs> seriously, nothing. The only thing I, it was a good game. I expect, everybody expected Arkansas to win. But, like, it was one of those games where it was over and they won't switch the damn game to the next one. So you just right. get to see a bunch right. of like old men in their 50s like clapping like, let's go. I'll say, like, dude, just kneel the ball and just switch to the other thing. Like, that Arkansas quarterback's a big guy, too. Yes. That was, that was cool. Uh, so can, number 20, Kentucky beats Miami of Ohio 37-13. to 13. Uh, Number 21, Old Miss beats Troy University 28-10. to 10. Uh, it's Houston. Number uh, 24, Houston beats uh, University of Texas San Antonio 37 to 35. Uh, number 25, BYU uh, beats South Florida 50 to 21. Uh, the game that, since I can't have anything nice this weekend, um, Utah falls to Florida 26 to 29 in Florida. 
they had the ball on the three-yard line uh, with 20-something seconds left, and they threw an interception in the end zone. So uh, they, they played well, that, especially in the second half, that Utah offensive line in the run game was just what they were just, pl- they were just snow plowing people around out there. So that was good to see. Utah's going to be good the rest of the year. Florida will probably get jumped up into the top 25. And um, then choke it like they usually right. do because their quarterback's see, actually not good. See, and I'm, I like, growing up, before I even moved to Utah, I was a Florida Gators fan because, you know, you see the bright orange and the bright green and the bright blue. Like, it's it's appealing to the eyes. So I've been a Gators fan for a long time, too, so this game was tough for me. I did want Utah to win. Um, and I'd rather see Florida do well in the SEC versus Alabama or yeah, Georgia now, now or any of those teams. Stank isn't on that program right, anymore. Right. I can I cannot hate Florida right. again. And their quarterback is also another was he's a yeah. sophomore, he's like six four, like two thirty, yeah, two forty. He's, he's a big boy. He's a too. bunch of tools and not a lot of accuracy. Yeah. Right, right. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. And we do have uh, number four Clemson versus Georgia Tech today, which is probably gonna be a fifty five to three blowout. Yeah. But that was week one in NCAA. Do you guys have anything to say more about the games before we jump to uh, our uh, NFL playoff predictions? Yeah, I've got to get past the cupcake games before I can really tell. You know, it's like right. college basketball. The preseason rankings are kind of a big guess. By so, far, the Utah-Florida game was probably the best. It, like, yeah. equal programs going at it. I was actually, like, out of the bar watching it with people, too. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I was hoping. I, I guess from everybody kept telling me Utah was kind of overrated anyway heading into this game. Did to, like, watch out. So it was not, you know, probably Florida mm. was going to win, but... Yeah, you know, you figure Florida at home, opening game against a higher-ranked opponent. They're, they're going to be up for the game. Up. The field was, so, like, soggy from, like, the rain all the way through the day, which, again, yeah, not a thing on that, kids have to deal with much. in, that, in that, uh, that last drive there, right before um, the interception play, the running back just fell down because of how wet the ground was. Like he could have driven a car through that hole that that offensive line pushed. And then the next play, they passed it. So, you know. Um, but Marshall, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, but uh, yeah. Okay, Lane, let's start off with our NFL all right, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to start with the FC because I have no personal biases at all. So do we just want to go around? I was just going to start here. So winning the North, uh, we're all in agreement uh, you know, for our conversation before we started that Baltimore is going to win the, 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 win the uh, uh, division aside from Dan. Uh, he is going with Cincy. Um, do you have the... I, should we be justifying to you why we think Baltimore is going to win, or should you justify to us why we think Cincy's going to win? The I'll just go ahead and just say that my my pick for Cin. I mean, first of all, I do have the Ravens as a wild card. You do, I do you think do, they're you a do. good team. I just the injury bug seems to bite them, and hey, you take those out of your words out of your mouth. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to say it further because I don't want to jinx it, but I just I wonder if the Lamar contract talk is a distraction. I just think Cincinnati is still good enough to just win the division. I'm not saying a back-to-back right, Super Bowl right, run or anything. Right, right, right. I just don't see where they've eroded in any significant way mm-hmm. to where they won't be good. And I think Burrow has just got that yet another year of experience and confidence under his belt, knowing he could – like, I don't think he's hit his ceiling by any stretch yet. 
Can, so, can I Baltimore fans the, uh, yeah. the the Lamar contract situation? Sure, please do. We do not. It is. It is. I I don't understand all of this because I think Lamar is playing it smart in that he doesn't need to make a deal this year. Sure. He can wait until next year, and like you know, if we have his past what three years of play to go off of, it's been great. Including an MVP. Including an MVP. The, the only, so the only downside I would say for the Lamar contract talks is if he does play without that extension and gets an injury, a la Dak Prescott. We saw Fair. it just happen. Fair. I'm just, I'm just saying why I'm not. Get the bag he, he did. Yes, but it was a you know this why risk that injury? Right, 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 right. But. Is the counter to that? I just, I just think Lamar is just going to wait until he has the bag. Like you look at the way that the the quarterback like market yeah. has been playing and out. And Cleveland just fucked the whole quarterback oh, market yeah. up by well, paying Deshaun Watson two forty. But that's that's all I wanted to address because like a lot of people who aren't Ravens fans well, have been have been commenting a lot on Lamar's contract, and well, that's my take on Lamar's contract. Yeah, and the reason, yeah, because from the outside it appears like from Lamar himself, it's like he's all about the Ravens, loves the team yep. and the organization and everything. But then kind of leaves it out there of like, I mean, yeah, but if I don't get the bag, I he did the same thing and got exactly what he wanted. Like, All I, right. I don't Lamar's going about it in a little less of well, a and then way. Well, really smart business, man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, you know, maybe if I wait, you know, maybe the Chargers or maybe the Bengals are going to extend Burrow or Herbert first. Mm-hmm. And that just even further increases so where he's going to be like, yeah, I want more than whoever that, you know, so one whoever thing got that, I'm going to get more than that. In this whole thing, Lamar doesn't have an agent. No. He's, he's representing himself and his mom as his advisor. Right. So you got to take that into account, mm. too. I, I mean... I believe, had he had an agent, he would have had a deal done. Because I, I cause there, there's been zero, like, usually when there's contract talks, there's a leak. There's like a leak came out, and this is where they're at. So in their the talks one, where the Lamar has leak, not done that. The one leak we have is someone asked uh, the question: If the Ravens put 250 mil in front of him, would he sign that? And he said that they have not done that. Yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. we have yeah. to go off. But like, and, but agents they play this game where they will leak out stuff to try and get make their their client look better to make their client's deal get done faster and I, I again it's just weird because we haven't seen any of that in the Lamar contract and because the, here's the he's thing, representing and himself. Here's the, here's the thing about the Lamar contract unless a deal gets made this week he's done talking about it. He does not want to have this conversation during the this, this season which I yeah. And usually football teammates are pretty respective of that and won't I just hope it doesn't bite them in the So if it becomes a distraction, it'll just yeah. be one of the typical media manufactured ones. But I just hope it doesn't bite him in the ass. I hope he stays healthy. I'm, I'm I sure hope he in the locker room, all all the coaching staff. I'm sure all of those guys, it's just not even a thought in their no. head right now. Like, I guarantee you when they when they seal up the north Contract yeah. Also, also that's the other thing too. Is <laughs> did we ever answer the question of like who's he throwing the ball to? This uh, Bateman. Bateman. So number one is Bateman. Number two is Duvernay. Uh, number three is Prochet. Um, I will be the first to say that Duvernay and Prochet are return men. 
Uh, that's where they have good prowess and then Mark Andrews. So they're going to run the ball. <laughs> the Ravens run the ball? <laughs> Color me shocked. Uh, but anyways, to move on, uh, in the AFC South, we have a clean sweep. We all think Indy's going to win. Yeah, no, none of the other teams have really shown any of us. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think just the improvement of Matt Ryan on that team, that veteran quarterback, and I think really the only threat they had was Tennessee, and I think Tennessee is going to take a step backwards rather than forwards. After trading uh, Brown, you know, in a then, shocking move. I mean, the Colts should have won that division last year. They just choked it away. Like Carson Wentz. Yeah, because the, the, Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars helped them. The uh, two-win Jaguars. Yeah. Like, man, the Colts were really ready to give up on Carson. Like, his, he just, you know, Jim Irsay coming out and just absolutely blasting the guy for not having consistency. And then a team trades for him for a second-round pick? Really? Yeah, and I'm trying to see. I believe there was a another injury that they had. Um, mm, uh, Harold uh, Harold Landry, the uh, linebacker, yeah, tore his ACL out for the season as well for Tennessee. So that's why I'm kind of down on Tennessee. That being said, I would not be surprised if King Henry returns to King Henry form and just. The entire Titans. Yeah, yeah. Dan and I had this conversation. <clears throat> the Titans are, they, they get one-dimensional in their offense. But it's the kind of one-dimensional you want to be. Because if I'm one-dimensional, I want to be able to run the ball. Yeah. If I need three yards, I want to get three yards. Because you can literally run the ball anywhere, in any environment, during any time of the year. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Yeah. So we all we all we all chose Indy, which I think is a fairly fair. Because game. second to King Henry in my rankings is Jonathan Taylor, behind an on massive offense, and he and a competent quarterback and a competent quarterback, <laughs> and he's a dual threat. Like King Henry is sure, but uh, Taylor a little bit more so out of the backfield. Now this is this is a pretty contentious. This is going to be AFC West. Blair and I are picking the Chargers to win the division. Luke and Max say Kansas City Chiefs, and then we have Dan over there choosing the, De the Denver Broncos. I will, I will I'm say. I'm gonna guess Sam would choose that if he were here, but maybe not. <laughs> I don't who know. knows? Listen, the one thing we can us. agree on is it's not the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. it's not the Raiders. Watch that This division, <laughs> I think, is going to be probably the best to keep your eye on. Right. Like, it's everyone's good. So I feel like with just how we've been going about this, Luke and Max, you know, because the Chiefs are the division winner, I don't feel like they need to justify their pick to us because that is a safe pick. The Chiefs have won. Right. right. Still Every got single Patrick year. Bond, still got Travis they Kelsey. Still got all of those pieces. Yeah. There's not really... And I don't even think Dan needs to justify anything to us because the Broncos have been a decent quarterback away from, from being good for how many years, Blair? Five, Since six? Since Manning retired. Yeah. Oh, right, this is the Broncos. I said Cardinals. No, other league. Yep, yep, my bad. No, you're good. You said Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And then I think Blair and I are the ones who have to convince the world that the, the LA Chargers are a real team. I guess we just have to see if all of the money to let's go through at our defense actually pays off. Because if we can go from 31st in run stopping to even like 25th, we'll make the playoffs. Like, it only has to be just a little bit better so we don't have to go for it on every fourth and six. 
But you're still going to because, you know. Yeah, because uh, Brandon Staley has the biggest balls in the NFL as a head coach, and no one can change my mind. Uh, now, there's not any tables for us to jump through here, but we all picked Buffalo to win uh, hmm. East. I think that seems pretty straightforward. There's, there's some talent on other teams, mainly Miami. The Patriots just are always the Patriots. But I think Buffalo with Josh Allen and all of his weapons are just, they're going to, it's their division to lose. Yes. He's, yep. like, he's, the, he's like the inverse of Ben Roethlisberger, like personality-wise. Like, he's the good version. He has he plays the, <laughs> He plays very similar in, you know, just shrugging people off and then launching it deep. I know he can kind of run, but, like, you know, he has all those qualities that you liked from Roethlisberger early in his career, plus the mobility of Cam Newton. I, I, I just feel like Buffalo is just the least worst in that division, so... Yeah, yeah. they're, they're well-rounded. I can't, like, point to their roster and be like, ah, they're weak here. Like, they've picked up people. Their pass rush was lacking. You go out and get one of the most proven pass rushers in the NFL and Vaughn Miller, mm-hmm. you know, and bolster that, you know, fill in that weakness they had. Now, better. To, to go on to wild cards... Blair and I also are in agreement here. We both say Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Denver are going to make the uh, going to make the wild cards. I don't know. I don't think we've talked about all these teams. I don't think we need to justify our thoughts on them. Um, Dan, you have you and you and uh, Luke have very similar playoff looks. You've just chosen uh, Cincy to win the division and Baltimore yeah. to be wild cards, Basically. and then Luke has flip flopped that. But you're both saying Miami uh, and. Uh, the Chargers are in your wild card, right. and then you've swapped. Well, Cincy I, and Baltimore. I do not have Cincinnati making the playoffs. Oh, I'm looking at Max. I'm yes, sorry. I'm looking are. at Max. I'm, I was going to say that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So you two, you two are in agreement in the 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 uh, in that, and Luke also is picking the Dolphins. So I think, like we were saying with the East, the Dolphins have a team. Yeah, potentially. Well, at least, at least potentially. they're kind of like the Cinderella darling that the right. media keeps. Putting forth as the but, one, but they actually do have a talent. Also, roster. beats his kids hill. <laughs> you know? But yeah. also, I Child I would not answer. doubt. I would not <laughs> doubt that it could one hundred percent be Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Right. I right, could right. see that happening just as well. But I'm going to go with. I mean, Chargers, Raiders yep, is the wild cards. But I believe I believe uh, Miami would fill the third. Yeah, I, I'm going spot. with Miami because it's like even if you could make an argument that the Chiefs or Chargers or whoever out of the West, like they're because the Raiders, like even though we're picking them last, they don't actually suck. So like yeah, they're just know, the worst. Going to take enough games from the Chargers or Chiefs that it's just like what's happening in the AL East in baseball. You've just got too many in the same division that are going to take wins away from each other, and that's going to open a door. For Everyone goes five hundred in the yeah. division. Like 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 <laughs> all of like the top nine and eight because right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're like ten and seven, but yeah, like the top three teams in that West are all like. Quality-wise, good enough to win 12, 13 games, but because they're all in the same division, they're all going to be stuck winning ten. Someone's going to win nine. Someone's yeah. going to win ten. Someone's going to win twelve. Yeah. Right. And so, so yeah, Luke picking the Raiders. I to to go come in on the wild card. I don't think is that out there. I mean, as we were saying when we were yeah. picking the division winner, it's, we don't have a consensus it's, there. It's like saying Baltimore is last in the AL East. Yeah, they're only five hundred still. Right. <laughs> they're one game behind the, the Blue Jays. Sorry. Now moving on to the NFC North, uh, we we all went with a safe pick here. 
Um, and by we all, I mean not Blair with Green Bay. I mean Aaron Rodgers is just too good of a quarterback. But someone believes in the little puppy or the little kittens in Detroit. Can all right, you so please explain this? Listen, Dan Campbell can't suit up Blair. He's the coach. What? Dan okay. Campbell can't suit up. Okay, well, so <laughs> that, oh, okay, hold on. I gotta think about this for a second. No, 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 no. The Detroit Lions have the most heart in this division, right? There is so many storylines that you can put to this team. How do you look? Look. Because talent usually greater than heart. <laughs> no, no. Aaron Rodgers' reign has to come to an end sometime, right? And the easy thought is, yeah, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings with their revamped offense is going to be the one to... No, no. It is the Detroit fucking Lions. Dan Campbell is going to get his guys so fucking <laughs> fired up, and they're going to come out, and they're going to win these games 12-6, to 14-3. You know, they're going to grind their opponents out, and they're going to come in, and they're going to smack Aaron Rodgers in the face. I hope right. so. That sounds fun. You know, <laughs> I, I, I it sounds like a fantasy. It sounds like a fantasy in my bears. <laughs> I'll have to live vicariously through the Lions? <laughs> <laughs> what? Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson, hometown <laughs> boy, <laughs> by his team, coming in, he's going to drop 12 and a half sacks, six tackles for loss. He's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Jared Goff has a renaissance <laughs> renaissance season. Ross St. Brown is going to have 1,500 yards receiving, 12 touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson, unstoppable in the red zone. <laughs> to your point, though, that I will say, although the Lions did not win a lot of games last year, they were on the wrong side of a lot of close games. There was a game that like I was watching with Luke here. Week one, week one, mm -hmm. Lions Niners, and you're like, man, this team's done. And then it's like, oh, they're, they're, just stop them. Just stop, just stop. No, Lions, stop, no, stop. No. And it came down to a last-second pass breakup in the end zone to stop the Lions from winning the game. It was like 38-17 to 17 with two minutes left. But it was several games like that that just came down to like a field goal. Or, you know, the longest field goal in NFL history. That was set up by a missed delay of game call. Yeah, Look, I'm the, not going to be the Ravens fan sitting here arguing, well, technically they don't go by that clock. They go by this clock, and if it doesn't, no, that was a missed delay of game call. Like, the Lions got lioned out of a lot of games. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just going to say it. I really hope you're right. That sounds like an amazing storyline. However, here in, however, here in reality, Aaron Rodgers Aaron, exists. Aaron Rodgers does exist. Who is his number one receiver? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. matter. It does matter. Who is the number one? Can any of you tell me who the number one receiver in Green Bay is? Could I, you? I could you name Devontae Adams before he, like when he first got there? No. Randall Cobb? No. No. Doesn't Devontae matter. Adams doesn't is matter. Actually, a good receiver. Like Sam's Aaron Rodgers. He's still good. Okay. We well, don't so, know. So, so, we don't know see, his receiving core. But see, he doesn't There's need all those storylines coming out of camp about him bitching see, and whining at his receivers for running, running the wrong routes, oh, for dropping open balls. But see, all the ayahuasca he drinks is going to open up <laughs> new neural pathways where he'll just be able to see the he'll field see the differently. Fifth dimension he'll just, and he can he's pass opened the ball his third, his third eye will see new passing angles that only his you know butter-handed receivers will. That'll be the only way they can catch the ball. Because he do see. Do we, do we need to talk about the NFC South, or can we just move on? Can we just move on because we've all picked the box? You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Tom, but Tom Brady is just. Yeah, Tom go Brady. Lions and uh, fuck the Panthers. And, like, you know, hopefully Jacksonville wins, like, six games. That'd be cool. <laughs> so. That'd be neat. Yeah, th- I think the South is Bucks. But uh, the it, West is. It'd, it'd be interesting, but I don't believe in Jameis. So. Sorry, I just looked up one of the uh, Green Bay receivers, Sammy Watkins. Oh, oh, right. Sammy Watkins. Okay, man. watch watch his numbers. Watch his numbers. I've watched him play for the last four years. Yes, but not with fucking Aaron Rodgers. With Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> yes, as uh, a third option. I, hey, I hey, literally, hey, hey, I, as I a third option. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to say this as a Ravens fan who just watched Sammy Watkins play for us. He's middling mouth. And so let's see what he does with Aaron Rodgers. It'll be a good case study. But but anyways, we could probably have this argument all day. Uh, let's move on to the NFC West, who we've all picked, uh, aside from Dan, the Rams to win the, the division. And under protest, I've got them to be. I've got them as if the Rams are wild card. There's no denying their talent, their budget, their strategy. They literally, they did not get worse at any position. No, they, they only didn't. got better. They only got better. And I, the only, I'm. This is me. Try, like trying to speak something into existence, I suppose. I just think maybe now that Kyler got his bag, he's got nothing else to complain about. Maybe this organization learns from some of its mistakes and can maintain some consistency throughout a season. No one's saying they don't have the talent to win a division. The whole point is 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 in their minds and in their habits and in their uh, consistency, and that's a fixable thing. And you know, and the Rams, I think, are going to be a team that they know. They're, they're going to be real high on themselves. They're going to be a little like the Cowboys. I'm hoping there's going to be a little drama that knocks them off track. Uh, some kind of just just this th- the, the, the thought that they're the Yankees. That they're mm-hmm. this juggernaut that can't be stopped. So they're going to be a little complacent in a game here or there. And I think it'll cost them the division. That's kind of... It's a little bit more hope than fact. But, I, I mean, we've seen good teams in any sport behave like that where there's a little bit of a championship hangover. You know, they, they think they've got this, like, switch, magical switch they can flip whenever they want as the playoffs get near, which is, to me, a misnomer. I don't, I think a lot of teams think that, and then they go to hit that button, and nothing happens, and they can't jumpstart things like they think. So that's, that's what I'm predicting for the Rams. Okay. Seems fair. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I think it's it's not quite as hopeful as Blair taking Detroit. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a psychological analysis there, but yeah. All right, and then moving on to NFC East, uh, we have a pretty even split here. Blair, Luke, and Max are all taking Philadelphia, and then me and Dan are rooting for the boys. We, we pick the boys. Wait, no but the one Daniel Jones <laughs> is going to be able to carry the not, Giants? Not unless they, they adopt that fumble-centric offense. Is Saquon Barkley going to come back and like be good again? No, he's going to blow up. Aww. I like him. I do too. Yeah, yeah, I Saquon is just another one of those classic tragedy cases of why you don't take a running back in the first round. That's and it's just so true. devastating. It's just sad because he seems like a cool dude, smart and guy. He's a great player, great player. And it's like running backs just can't go in the first two three rounds anymore. Like you just don't last. You don't make it past that second contract. And I, I really feel like with this division we're almost picking who's gonna suck the least. Like I think that I think the boys have a lot of talent on their team, but it's it's the Cowboys. They haven't been like, a reasonable. We, we've like, said that every year for how many years? I, so how many of these teams have a quarterback? And I think the answer is genuinely one. 
Because mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, we still don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. He shows flashes. But, but then you were like, okay, so what about the rest of the team? It's like, how is their team constructed? And the Eagles, I think, have the best complete team. I agree. Outside of I, I think I, I think I agree with that. I just think that... But the wild card weapons. of having a quarterback, having a quarterback who could win a Super Bowl... Mm-hmm. Is the edge that the Cowboys have in that? I think that so Prescott can win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. well, Matthew Stafford just won one. Yeah, like yeah. Last season, at the beginning yeah, of last season, you've been like, I, is Matthew what, Stafford okay, going to win a Super Bowl? If you asked me that question a year ago, I would have said yes because to me, as a Bears fan, seeing him play enough, it was obvious the dude's arm and ability to place the ball was not the problem. It's the fact he was on the damn line. Yeah, the but, team around him wasn't good enough, so you know, when you have the good team like the Eagles. Or in, the, in your example here, the Cowboys. I just, I don't know, Dak Prescott, just the way he he doesn't have as much arm talent to me as Matt Stafford. He does not quite fit the ball into windows as tightly as Matt Stafford can. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad at those things. It's just just, just a basis pointer to less good at that, and he's such a front runner. How many of his games are just Empty calorie stats when the boys are behind and they go cover one so or just cover zero and just give up the whole middle of the field. My personal experience last season with the Chargers Cowboys, um, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard didn't really destroy us on the ground. It was Dak tearing us apart through the air. Mm-hmm. And we had a top 10, I believe, pass defense last season. So. I mean, like I, he has the ability to be really surgical, because you can, and see. he can cut you apart. And when he gets his, the ball into like C.D. Lamb's hands, mm. he can really like just destroy people in the open field. And I, and I, and I have seen him go on those like 12, 13 in completion streaks. And in it's a always row. when I'm rooting for them to lose like, that he has these games where I'm just like, man, is he actually a good fucking quarterback? Mm. Ugh. Yeah, I'm certainly not rooting for the Cowboys. It's just, you know, yeah, as has been said by Max and Lane, it's just the, the who's the least bad or who's the least objectionable. turd. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to root for the Washington football team. I'm not going to call them the Commanders. They're just the, the Washington Cubs. football team. That's that was. And then uh, moving on to our wild card spots, I picked the 69ers, uh, New Orleans Inks, and Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think I agreed a lot with what you said about the Cardinals, but I think that's going to put them into a wild card right. division. Yep, I can um, see that. I think the 49ers, like, as they have shown, like, they're just a well-constructed team. You know, they got to the Super Bowl two years ago. You know, I'm talking to the Niners fans right now. I think they're going to make the wild card. I think that's just writing them out of it is a little wrong. Besides from defensive defense, yeah, yeah, it's they're they're a good team. I think they're making the playoffs. Uh, and then I I picked New Orleans because I I feel like it's the same consistency you're looking at from the Niners, where it's not so much the play. I mean, yes, it, the players do matter, but the system there is what keeps New Orleans running. It's that same scheme, same defense. Nothing has changed since Sean Payton has left. It's just a different person running it. And then, Dan, you have 
Philadelphia, Minnesota, and LA Rams in as your wild card spots. We've talked yeah. about the Rams and the yeah, Philadelphia. So what do you think about the Vikings? Yeah, so the Vikings, I'm going with that because I am not a believer in Jameis. Never have been. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I'm not denying his arm talent, but I just, I have to, and I, I think he's improved his decision making a bit being in the Saints system or whatever. We'll see this year when I just got a full runway, no one else there to compete with really for the job. Also, weapons left and right. Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not Kamara, saying he won't be Landry. capable of running a good offense. I just, uh, yeah, the Rams are too talented. The Vikings, I think. Again, they reloaded up on their offense, and I think Kirk Cousins is better than Jameis. Knock him all you want, but he's talented. He's kind of in that Stafford mode where it's like he he's, he's not this, bad. He's not bad. He's actually arm talent wise quite good, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rooting for Kirk Cousins to break through one year. I'm tired of all the crap talk about him. I I just I don't know. And quite frankly, I as much as it's a little apropos for a Bears fan to kind of support the Vikings, I've got there are more realistic choice to knock off the Packers than the Lions. Sorry, Blair. I mean, anybody, please take down Aaron Rodgers. I don't care who it is, but I, yeah, I just I don't know. I just think Kirk Cousins is getting tired of the shit talk. I think he's got enough weapons around him. Their defense is still solid, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just they're they're, they're going to be a little so so in short, you like that. I just, yeah, I just... I fucking like that. Damn it, you fucking like beat me to it. I, like I was that. just waiting for the right moment. <laughs> I like that shit. You like it. And Jameis has like to it. kind of show me before I'll believe. That's fair. That's I fair. like it unlike how Mike Zimmer liked it. <laughs> so, Blair, uh, you, you have selected the 69ers, the uh-huh. New Orleans Saints, and Green Bay as your wild card slots. Because you forgot I want the to, yeah, I want to say I want to say and that was not on, your original picks. And after... Yet further consideration, I would like to rescind both of my uh, amendments and go back to my original picks. Oh, of the 49ers, the Cardinals, and Carolina. The Carolina Panthers. Because slightly more believable than the Lions Mm. is the Panthers with Baker Mayfield on the revenge tour. But no Packers in the... Yes, but uh, but in this uh, scenario, there is no Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I have... Thanks for being our namesake, Blair. Yep, I am taking the full... Bad tape sports title. Give me the fucking hat. You know, I, and I thought my lack of knowledge of teams outside the NFC West was going to be my downfall here. Guess not. Congratulations, <laughs> here's, here's the best part, Max. I know a lot more about all of these other teams than you do, and I am still making these decisions. I am educated and making these Brilliant move. I don't know how I feel about that. That's a word for it. That's a word. That is definitely a word. So uh, Luke uh, has selected his 49ers, the boys, and the Saints for his wild cards. And again, I think I think the Cowboys or for that for that wild card spot could flip flop with Minnesota very easily. Um, It just goes, you know, those out of division games. See how the split works. Cowboys versus Vikings, but but I, I do think I do think that Dak is a he's a competent quarterback. Like he's and he can he hasn't shown it, but I still have like the the belief that he could shine in a in a big game. And I it'd be nice as long as they're not playing San Francisco. I would like to see him have have a moment, even if it's just a game, even if it's just a game, a wild card game. It'd be great if it was a wild card game against the Eagles in oh, that would Philly. Be good. That would be good. 
that would be like this is it mm-hmm. deck this is the time and so so that's kind of where I'm going with that one Niners they're just solid team uh, again they say Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do much back there for them to be successful which I disagree with but I was like okay cool and I think Trey Lance is going to so be an Trey upgrade. Lance has more, so more upside than Jimmy. So does, then there so. you go. I don't think they're going to win the division this year, just because. But maybe in a couple years, depending on how Trey Lance develops, if they can keep the core together, good. Uh, and then my last one was New Orleans. I just think with Kamara, Landry, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, that defense. Um, they brought Mark Ingram back too. He knows the system. That's going to be fun with him and Kamara. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good backfield for Jameis. There's a lot of speed back there, and also a lot of power. So, I mean, let's that's see how much I think your hands left. I mean, I mean, just as a like, what did they call it? <laughs> they called it. I was listening to a podcast with. Uh, 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 well, it's about a podcast that Cam Jordan and uh, Mark Ingram. I think I think they're I think it's actually called Big Trust Podcast. That's coming up. Yeah. So, and they got drafted together. They lived together when they first came to New Orleans. So they're mm. like best friends. And he, I can't remember what he called it. He and called the combo of piece. him. They called it the combo of him and Alvin Kamara something. Mm. Cam Jordan did. Mm. So, but yeah, that's that's my pick. I th- and I think the Saints, especially with their domination over Tom Brady, I think that's what's going to help them get that last wild card. So... Max also has uh, a little different, like, than than the rest of us. Atlanta and Washington and the 49ers. Are you so, is Atlanta as controversial as a pick? Even if I have them winning the division, I would believe that Atlanta even making the playoffs is as long a shot as the Lions winning the division. Oh, no, they're going to make the playoffs, but choke you know, sometime afterwards. Mm. I'm, I'm, that's, that's my defense. Max is Max is banking on that Marcus Mariota comeback. <laughs> I think I think they're about as questionable. Although Max said wild card spot, you said win the division over Aaron Rodgers, who's yeah, not making yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. got it. like even I know that's kind of ridiculous. Um, Washington, I I honestly it, it was the main pick. I, I, I love Rico Ron. I really do. Like I, I like him. Um, Carson Lentz. Well, listen, we we spent enough time back in Virginia, in, back in Virginia, hearing nothing about the the Washington team. Yeah, I I definitely get the hate, but they have a new name now, and seeing them succeed under the new name. I like their colors. Yeah, the they're the only team in the division with interesting colors. It's almost like it was the exact same colors they had before. Well, yeah, but like still, everything but yeah, their division. But they got a black jersey. It's annoying. Yeah, and now the now just the Giants need a black jersey. Right? I'm gonna. I'm oh gonna, no, the Cowboys need a black jersey too. I'm right? gonna come in oh, here and happen. say again: unless black is a color in your color scheme, you should not get blackout jerseys. I'm Cop sorry, Niners. Like it. That's why they stopped doing it. <laughs> Baltimore, I'm okay with it because oh, would you look at this? I have black all over my regular jersey I'm wearing. Do you mean Ravens or black? Whoa. Whoa. Accents are fine. Like black accents, that's fine, but that's it's it's it, it's, it's not main color. You know, you got your primary and your secondary color, right? Right. Um so we're over our time already and we haven't talked baseball, so I think what we'll do is 
roll baseball into next week because we can kind of culminate these yeah. these next two weeks since we are the NBA well over time. The NBA will kind of die down now that the Jazz are the, the Jazz yeah, are like we the talked about the one thing right dealing anyone right, right. now. Oh, so. and uh, the, sorry, there was one more piece of news for NBA. Uh, Danilo, Danilo Danilo Gallinari Gallinari tearing his ACL. Yes, which is funny because the reason I think they felt comfortable doing getting rid of Laurie Markkinen was because they had Danilo. And yeah, now they don't. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, next week we will have. Baseball will have week one of the NFL, and it'll be it'll be awesome. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. FTR. FTR. All right, see you guys next week. Bye.